Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong target. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more attainable goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like, instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate and supportive environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thanks for joining this episode of The Healing Path. And today we're chatting about a post um, that's part of our grief public service announcement series. We're on number three of 10. And that third little bit of wisdom, hopefully, is that we can welcome our experience of grief without welcoming the loss itself. And I'm going to say that again, um, because it's so counter to anything our brains probably think. But so we can welcome the experience of grief without welcoming the loss itself. So as a quick review, the public service announcement series on grief, the first that we looked at again was time doesn't heal all wounds. And the second was that when we lose someone we love, they never go away. So for today's chat, I just think this is better news. And my experience has been that we can welcome the experience of grief without welcoming the loss itself. And going into the post now, albeit a tough one to embody, this statement can actually bring some calm to the storm of grief by way of acceptance. And most definitions of acceptance can be misleading. So let's start with what acceptance is not when we're talking about grief. Acceptance is not defeat. Acceptance is not apathy or indifference. Acceptance is not approval or a giving permission of some kind, saying it's okay. Rather, when talking about grief, acceptance is allowing what is here now to be here now. And this is where the good news comes in because so much of our suffering comes from resistance. We fight not to feel. We struggle and we resist. We display our quote unquote non-acceptance of a death by acting out through behaviors that are not reflective of who we are. But here's the key. We can welcome the experience of grief without welcoming the loss itself. In other words, instead of reacting, running, struggling, And resisting, we say, this is not my choice, but this is what's here. And in this way, we begin to allow the details of our experience to emerge. 
And as we welcome, instead of rejecting our experience, things start to flow a little bit more easily. So I'll give you an example. You know, I love metaphors. (laughs) Consider a motor vehicle accident. You're driving down the road and a deer runs in front of your car. In an effort to avoid hitting the deer, you run your car into a tree, injuring yourself and your vehicle. Unable to move, you call for help. When first responders arrive at the scene and ask you to describe your symptoms, you don't say to them, well, I really don't accept what's happened, so I won't allow you to assess or treat my injuries. You don't decide whether or not your potentially broken bones or bleeding cuts are worthy of treatment. You don't judge the way you got them. You just get the help you need. Swiftly, open, and without a defeated or ashamed mindset. Bringing this example back to grief. We can accept our excruciatingly painful experience of loss and tend to our injuries without labeling, labeling them or rationalizing them. Just as with an auto accident, we need to get to the first responders and report what has happened and then get about the business of getting the help we need. In my very humble uh, and painful experience, suffering doesn't come from loss, but rather from what we do when we lose, including and certainly not limited to the stories we tell ourselves about the loss. And for the most part, what we tell ourselves about the loss is that it's wrong or that it's not supposed to happen, which only delays the the help, delays us in getting the help that we need for those injuries. And if we can't give ourselves permission to validate our wounds, then how can we expect to forge a path of healing? Yet, if our arm was broken and hanging off of our shoulder, we wouldn't tell the paramedics, damn dear, ran me right off the road, now look at me. I'm not going to the hospital for x-rays and treatment. I'm too mad. I'm busy resisting, fighting, denying something that already happened. (laughs) Sounds ridiculous, right? But when we don't tend to our grief injuries, they become exacerbated. Going back to the metaphor of the broken arm, imagine that arm not getting the medical treatment needed to stabilize and heal it. Infection ensues, the bones heal improperly, and the entire body becomes sick. And now a broken arm results in a full-blown sepsis and requires immense medical intervention, IV antibiotics, surgery, and maybe even amputation. We can't change our losses. And if you have not experienced profound loss, (laughs) good for you, exclamation point. If you have not experienced profound loss, you may not know how very physical the symptoms of grief can be. We get migraines, suffer from sleep deprivation, extended bouts of nausea, or insatiable hunger, neurological confusion, and literal throbbing heart aches. Our entire physical bodies can become sick 
as we act out this resistance. But accepting the grief without getting enthusiastic about the loss, totally fine. We don't have to thank the deer for running us off the road. We don't have to be grateful that a tree totaled our car or our body. But we can be grateful to be alive. We can look at our injuries, allow them to take shape, and get busy finding the specialty care we need. When our hearts or our arms are broken, delaying access to the care that we need only makes the situation worse. By accepting the grief, even if we are in disbelief that one moment we were driving and the next we crashed, we allow it to see the light of day. And it's only in the light of day that we can see what's broken, bleeding, and maybe coming infected. Only when we get into the ambulance for a head-to-toe assessment do the paramedics know what we need. When we're grieving, mostly I don't think we know what we need, but carrying on as if nothing has changed can cause an arm or a whole heart to fall apart, even off, if we're not careful. We don't have to like our situation, but let's not make it worse by deciding whether or not it's real. (laughs) Because unfortunately, I promise that it is. And all we can do now is look for what's broken and tend to our wounds. So thanks for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Um, Got a little heavy there at the end, but it's okay because this is heavy stuff. So take a break if you need to. You know, you can always pause and come back or not come back, whatever your heart and whatever you need. Um, All good. So, right, we're talking about acceptance. And I think... There's such a misconception. It just feels like if it, like we're surrendering or something like, oh, if we accept this, then, you know, we're going along with it or that we approve of it or we endorse it or that we're, we're all fine with that. And I, I think having that as a barrier to then get the help that we need desperately is a really big barrier. It's very hard to penetrate through this idea that we shouldn't or we should feel a certain way or we should or we shouldn't act a certain way. Um, grief is a really difficult and very complex um, experience and it's so unique and there's no way that, you know, no two experiences are the same for sure, but there are common threads And one of them for me that I always, you know, want to share in the hope of helping at least another person is we don't have to get all excited about what happened. It may have effing sucked, right? Mine sucked. So yeah, I'm not going to get happy about it, but I can look at the bigger picture and think, okay, you know, one of the, one of the beautiful gifts that's come to me through this kind of practice and trying to accept a situation without loving it, you know, is that I think 
having Alexis in my life for, for her very short life of 13 months and five days, um, prepared me to raise her brother for now 23 years and a couple of days. So when, when we accept what's happened, then we can get a space for other perspectives to show up and kind of take shape. But when, when we think that the bridge we have to cross in order to get that type of, um, synchrony or kind of homeostasis is when we think that that bridge is acceptance and by crossing it, we're somehow a traitor or like we've given up or like we've put our stamp of approval on it, then we have a bridge that no one wants to cross and we're all kind of stuck on the bank of, um, you know, just sheer pain and, and loss. So I hope this has been helpful. This is a great topic. Um, I look forward to hearing from you anything that you might have to share at lisamcfarland.com. Thank you for checking out the podcast. And until next time, let's do our best to stay present, to stay grateful, and to stay healing. And as always, I sincerely thank you for listening.